Welcome back to the Tube Station Podcast. Um, finally back on track to where this is an episode that I think everybody uh, can find interesting for sure. Because uh, this is all stuff that has taken place in our backyards over the last, uh, shit, 50-ish years, 60, 70 years. Um, so not long ago, when our parents and grandparents were alive, these... Uh, we're just going to go through some sketchy uh, government programs that that they don't want you to know about. And that's why this uh, this episode's titled, They Don't Want You to Hear This. It's it's pretty obvious that the government like controls what we learn because we don't learn about like any major fuck-ups of the U.S. government in school. You just have to like learn about them on your own. Like, even, I feel like even learning Testing. about Vietnam in high school, like, they didn't really, like, put it, like, we completely fucked up and, like, totally lost that shit. They're like, eh, it was a tie. Like, we we probably could have done better, but we we did pretty well. Like, I feel like in the history books, they don't even clearly admit that, like, Vietnam was a total fuck up and, like, we just shouldn't have been there. They They don't admit that at all, dude. <laughs> so it's... <clears throat> it's interesting to see, uh, like, how, um, I mean, I think there's a quote, it's it's history is told by the victor, I think is is the quote, or something like that. So it's pretty much like whoever whoever is in control controls the history and what you learn. And, um, I mean, e- that, that topic is kind of even coming up now with, with all the race debates. Uh, there's an argument, and, and I agree with it, um, that we don't we don't really learn jack shit about. Uh, I'm not even gonna say Black history because Black history is American history, but they don't tell us about a lot of the important events in our history uh, involving uh, like African Americans as much as they do just like general shit. But there's some super uh, like monumental and big events that have happened over the year that, that you just don't learn about because. Or whatever reason, I don't know. Well, how how regulated is the school system? Well, I don't know because like it's it's definitely standardized because like every kid pretty much learns the same shit. Yeah. Um, and reads like the same books too. Not even like history. I mean, it's just crazy to think like school is pretty standard across the board especially in this country obviously but yeah i always wonder like does the government step in and like would you get seriously in trouble if you were to teach not even a conspiracy just like if you were to dance around a conspiracy and just share the facts and then let like the students like ponder it you'd be like oh what the fuck yeah like um i mean we'll get into it after this but one example is uh like the 1921 like Tulsa massacre and dude if you like Mm -hmm. look at reports and like um I don't know if they're I feel like there are black and white pictures but maybe they're just drawings um of like how like fucked up that was and like how many people like it was it was pretty much a war not a war but like it it was was just it was close to it yeah mass murder that's what I'm saying. And like, we don't learn about this shit. And then when you go and look up, like look it up for yourself, you're like, what the, like, holy fuck. Like, (laughs) how did, how did, 
how is this not something that we learn, like every student learns, so we can prevent this type of shit? And like, I don't. It, it is just crazy to, uh, as you get older and you start kind of looking into your, if you're interested in history, if you kind of look into different things, you'll find out that there's a lot that uh, that we're not taught, um, and it seems like there's some sort of reason behind why we don't learn some of this stuff. Yeah. So. Go ahead, get into the first one. It's I think it's one of the biggest ones, obviously. Yeah, like this is I, definitely I like heard the, of it. This is the biggest, like sketchy government program. Um, most people have heard of it. It's called Project MK Ultra. Um, it was pretty much a mind control uh, experiment's not right not the right word, but it was uh, I get it was a project where it was 20 years, so it was 1953 to 1973, where they were uh, testing experiments on humans, some willing, some unwilling, um, but using all different types of drugs, LSD being um, being the main one, I think. Um, so pretty much what they were trying to do is uh, identify and develop drugs that they could use for interrogations. Um, so whether that would be to get the uh, the convict or the whoever it is uh, to tell them everything, or whether it was to wipe the mind clean of somebody, um, they were doing all sorts of tests, many very unethical, um, just kind of to find out what LSD is capable of. Um, so, like I said, this ran on for twenty years, and they did lots of tests on. Uh, I mean, they did test on all different types of people. So it was anyone from, like, military personnel, uh, doctors, just random Joe Schmoes off the side of the street. Uh, they did it on prisoners. Um, so they kind of just took whoever they could find and whoever they could uh, either get to sign off on or some of these situations just forced to do it. And um, that's, that's kind of how they... Uh, how they got their their information and their results and you'll see that that's kind of a uh, common theme between a couple of these is that uh it's the government just whether they're trying to find something that's like actually useful and like good they're always doing it in unethical ways and they're not yeah they're not doing like the proper testing like you have to go through fucking mice and shit and then if it works on mice like maybe you can get a monkey and then, mm -hmm. like, you have to have, hu like, a human to sign off, but that has to be, like, all backed by, like, all these FDA things that, like, say, like, he'll probably be all right. So, like, all this shit now. But, like, back then, they just take people off the street. And they actually had a um, an operation that was under MK Ultra called Operation Midnight Climax. So they give these, like, they're kind of creative with some of the names. Uh, like, Midnight Climax, I mean... When I say that, what do you think? I think could be kind of sick. <laughs> like, but sounds just like, like a break, like break down the words like midnight climax. Like, what is that reference? Um, drugs. Like, just straight up, like getting high and just you know, I don't know, like tripping, basically. See, midnight climax to me, at least, that like that's sex. Well, yeah, I mean, the word climax, yeah, but... Yeah, and midnight. 
but so pretty much what Operation Midnight Climax was, was they took uh, CIA safe houses and they set up fake brothels. And they did this, uh, I don't have the exact years, but like I said, it was between 53 and 73. So like this is like, this is prime like hippie area, hippie era. Um, And there's, uh, I mean, you can look more into this. There's even some sort of links with... uh, Fucking who's a serial killer? Charles Manson, uh, with Manson and, and and MK Ultra because he was in the same same. He, a lot of this happened on the West Coast, like in California, because uh, that's where a lot of these kind of hippie bums and stuff were. And I think that they probably found them as like good test subjects, because both some of them would probably just take it because they wanted to do something. They wanted to do a, a, a crazy drug or whatever, and then other ones of them, they're just they're less like reliable and accountable so you can kind of fuck with them and like nobody's going to believe them if they go to if they try to go to anybody Um, well they're trying to like test it on the weak basically like people who are weak-minded people who would be really susceptible to these like you know what they're setting up sure and um so what operation midnight climax was they set up the brothels and it's actually pretty genius because, like, even now, if you set up a brothel and, like, ended up testing fucking LSD on the people who are in there, like, there'd be a decent chance that they're not going to say anything because a lot of those guys are married men. And, like, even if you're not a married ma- man, like, a lot of dudes, like, they, they're just not going to, like, tell people that they were in a brothel because it's fucking greasy. So uh, whoever thought about that extra... Um, part of it to kind of add to their secrecy uh, they were thinking but um, yeah so pretty much what they do is uh, say I, I walk, I'm walking down the street in LA some sexy ass chick runs out she's like hey like what are you doing tonight and I'm like oh like uh, you know just like walking I'm going to get some tacos like I don't know I'm just chilling and she brings you in. You're like, all right. And she gives you a drink. And you see all these chicks in there. It's like all these dudes. Like, so it's like a pretty much a strip club, a brothel. You, you just, mm-hmm. I'm sure you get the vibe when you walk in there. You're like, all right. Like, I'm probably going to get some pussy tonight. Let's go. Um, and then they sit you down and they, they give you a drink. And you start drinking that drink. And then little do you know, there was actually however many micrograms of LSD in there and a couple dudes walk out from the back room and they start testing some shit on you. Um, they'd also like, I mean, they, they, they went low. They'd even go for heroin addicts and be like, yo, we'll give you more heroin if like we can test this acid on you. And like, you know, that's a lock dude. That's yeah. That's easy, (laughs) easy money for them. Like if you walk up to like a heroin addict and be like, yo bro, if you give me your left foot, like, I'll give you some heroin. They'll be like, Shh. all right, dude. Just they're not turning that minutes. down. Dude, they're just they're just not turning that down. No, because it's like the most powerful drug. And like just back, like even back then, like there is no sort of like, there was no hope that you could get off heroin and shit. I think the only hope back then was that it was clean and you wouldn't like get fucked shit. But right. But yeah, so they went, they went as low as they could. And, um, so what this pretty much resulted in was LSD becoming illegal and a Schedule One substance, and pretty much, um, I, I'm, I'm sure it's closely linked to why all other psychedelics are 
highly illegal now in most places, except for Denver. Shout out to Denver, legalizing shrooms, <laughs> making moves out here. But um, I think uh, you know phys- uh, physicians and, and people in healthcare are um, are now realizing that psychedelics have countless uh, benefits, whether it's uh, depression-based. Um, some have even said like like stuff with like Alzheimer's. There's all sorts of benefits that they've talked about and they've tested on, and that's why um, I think over the next. 50 years, 20 to 50 years, we'll see a huge, um, a huge kind of course change for both America. I think it'll start with Americans and then move more through the world. But I think um, before before we're too old, um, we'll be at a point where psychedelics are a key part of of healthcare and medicine. I think. Do you think all, like every psychedelic? I think, um, I don't know about LSD is the thing. Yeah. Because like mushrooms are natural and like if they did these, these, they did these tests for 20 years, like they probably found something and I'm guessing they probably figured out how to control people's minds like pretty well. Um, but they made it illegal because they didn't want it getting into the wrong hands. Um, because back back in the in this in this time it was I'm pretty I, obviously I wasn't alive but I'm pretty sure it was super fucking easy to get acid like everybody was yeah. getting acid and everyone um, was on it and now like you can still get it but it's 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 much harder than like than it is to find weed or something like that and um, and now you also have to worry about uh, people just putting fucking test chemicals and not acid. Right. Pretty much. And just Um, absolutely destroying the lives of people. But just a couple things to wrap up on MK Ultra. Um, A couple links with pop culture. Um, These were two that came right to my head. I'm sure there's many more. But um, if you've ever seen Lost, um, I don't think you watched Lost, did you? No. No. Um, So I can't tell you the specific uh, scene. I didn't really look it up because it's not that important. But. Um, if you've watched Lost, you'll remember this. Uh, th- at one point, I think they took Michael or maybe Jen or they. I think the others took somebody and they had them in a room and like their eyes were like pretty much like taped open, and they were watching this like TV screen. So it's pretty much like the textbook, like brainwashing shit, and like that yeah. shit all kind of goes back to the original uh, MK Ultra tests. Um, so just if you know what scene I'm talking about, that's like a, a quick little link there. And then the other thing is Stranger Things. Stranger Things is like 100% MK Ultra like world. Like really? 11, 11 is uh, a product of the MK Ultra tests. Like that, that you can confirm that and look that up right now. So um, wow. So at like MK Ultra, I think it went went past just mind control they were testing all sorts of weird shit to try to do weird shit um but yeah i know Str- i know 11 from stranger things and like that whole sketchy hospital and shit that's part of like the government with like armed guards and shit that's all like pretty realistic as to uh like time period and what they were doing now obviously i can't tell you that they created somebody who has the fucking force and shit but who knows 
Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. But uh so this this entire episode is kind of based off of what most people would call conspiracy theories, but let's just go ahead and after we're done, rank them scale of one to ten on like how confirmed these are. They're all tens. Yeah, except I was the last say, this, one. But the last one is even like, pretty much a ten. It's just like whether or not it's real. Right. But um, so could we yeah, even that's call the thing. this? Like when con- people are going to look at this and be like, "Okay, this is a conspiracy theory episode." Like, no, this is all legitimate shit. You can look it up. It's all on FBI, CIA, government websites because this is declassified real shit that they had to release over the years. There's so don't fat come at Wikipedia me pages. Like, oh, this is all bullshit. Like they weren't fucking setting up fake brothels and giving heroin addicts acid. Yes, they fucking were. Like yes, and this I'm is sure all they're confirmed. still confirmed. Yes, this is all confirmed. And, and, and the point of this episode is is, I mean, for me at least, is is to get people to realize that it wasn't that long ago that our government was doing some real fucked up shit and lying to us. So what makes you think that anything's different right now? Right. What makes Why you think would they that have they're not just... doing unethical tests to try to create weird fucking technologies and shit? Like, what makes you think they're not uh, targeting specific groups of people, whether it's because of race or uh, financial situation, because they're easier or, or harder to test and get away with the shit? Like, this is all all relevant to today, and, um, and that's that's kind of why I wanted to do this episode. Yeah. They're all confirmed, essentially. Like, not even, you can't even really say essentially. Like, they are confirmed. Yes, they're all confirmed except the last thing we talk about, which is just like an FBI document. And, like, the document is real. It's on the FBI website. It's just whether or not what's in the document is real. But we'll get to that. Um, So the next next thing uh, I wanted to talk about is called Operation Paperclip. And um, I don't think I don't think this is like a household thing, like uh, per, like MK Ultra might be. Um, so like, do you do you know what Paperclip is, or did you know what Paperclip was before like this episode? No, not before you put down this information and, and I read it. Okay, well it's it's like pretty fucked. If I just like told you this, you'd be like, okay, like conspiracy dick. But look it up; it's all real. Um, so, like, right after World War II, um, so pretty much the second World War II ends, the Cold War, like, starts. Because it's just mm-hmm. us and the Russians fighting over all that territory. Nukes. The aftermath and nukes and space right. and all sorts of shit. But, right. uh, so pretty much, like, what we did um, with Operation Paperclip is we went over to Nazi Germany right after the war and took, uh, we rounded up like 1,600, maybe like a little more, I think it was over 1,600 uh, Nazi scientists and like pretty much gave them asylum and like had them work for us. Um, so like over time, like all these Nazis were dispersed like throughout the America, like the US government. And like, you're gonna be like, no way. Yes, like there were count like, like over a thousand Nazis in the U.S. government, and their their fucking claws are still in there now. Um, so most of them went to NASA because NASA was formed shortly after World War II, and when we decided that we needed to go to the moon. Um, and then a dude named uh, 
Werner von Braun, who was like one of Hitler's top men, he was the dude who created the V2 rocket and really kind of helped out the Nazis. Um, he became the head scientist at NASA and pretty much he got us to the moon. So, first of all, a Nazi got us to the moon. You never hear about right. that. Never. You, you always hear never hardworking would. Americans. No, mm-hmm. it was a fuckload of Germans who got us there if we went there. Um, well, that's the thing. I feel like you never hear the specifics of like how we physically went from having no information on space to yeah. getting to the moon. Like that's you don't hear saying. about those like, people. You just assume no, they're, they're just American like, NASA. They worked people. at it and went to the moon. It's like yeah, right. but that's because <laughs> we had like the best scientists on the planet. And um, I mean, this is very controversial because after World War II, we had uh, the Nuremberg trials, which was where we took all these high-ranking Nazis. And um, and they went on trial for crimes against humanity. But these 1,600 guys, now I'm sure all of them, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, even though they're Nazis. I'm sure there's some of them who were just trying to do their do their research. Right. They and just work, didn't want to die. Keep their head down. They didn't want the, They didn't want to die. They didn't want their families to die. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm sure many of these motherfuckers are pieces of shit. Were pieces of shit. Or maybe are pieces of shit. They could still be alive. Um, but most of them are just rotten pieces of shit. Not most. Some of them are, are rotten pieces of shit, and they kind of just let them disperse into, uh, into NASA and, and other parts of the government. So, um, I mean, I, I get why they did it, because if we didn't do the, the Russians would have, and they did, they took a bunch of other scientists... So like it's it's kind of fucked. I feel like maybe we like we could have used them and then killed them, but it has not some what like America's about. So like I don't right. really know like what we should have done, but like it it is fucked that we just took a bunch of Nazis and like gave them immunity and let them like run our fucking space program. It is weird. Like I feel like there's just there's like a good way to look at it and a bad way. And it's like, whichever way you're leaning, like that's just what you're set on mentally. Like as someone who I feel like is pretty objective, like I look at this and I'm just like, it happened. Like, was it super ethical? Was it a hundred percent moral and right to do this? Um, no, (laughs) but did it benefit us in the long run? Sure. Maybe. Yeah. And what better option do you have? Right. Well, the option, the other, other the option Russians is losing to Russia. Right. We either kill them all or the Russians get them all. And then they help Russia beat us to the moon. So, But, like, also, like, how do you explain to, like, a Holocaust survivor that, like, you have to spare these Nazis because, like, we need them for the moon. Right. It's Maybe just. Like, tell that to my fucking dead parents. Like, you dick. Like, I want to see literally everyone in my town is dead. Yeah. yeah. So but this is, this was all kept hush hush for, for years. I don't know um, <laughs> when it went public, but see, this um, is something then, I feel like they should have taught that like, this would be okay to teach in school. Yeah. Cause because, like, it's like, not it's like not totally fucked. Like I keep saying like what this was pretty like it was either this or the Russians get them all. So like we kind of had to do it, but yeah, like this is just dipping your toes into the fuckery of the United States government without really getting too fucked. 
And it's not like everything you learn about in school. It's not like there's this giant smokescreen and illusion that the United States is this perfect country with perfect history. Like, you learn the fucked things. Like, yeah, we did tons of fucked stuff. So it's like, what is one more thing that obviously impacted space, like, space travel and like the exploration of literal space which is huge (laughs) like why wouldn't you want to know this like this is very interesting yeah i yeah i agree um yeah i mean um the other thing i was going to say is uh i don't think you've seen hunters on amazon prime have you i've heard of it though yeah, it was one of the shows that I just, like, kind of accidentally stumbled on. I think my dad told me about it, actually. Shout out to Sheppy. Um, and so what it is, it's, like, loosely based off of true events, but obviously not. Um, <clears throat> so it's pretty much this vigilante group in America, like, in the 70s. And it's compiled of, like, all these different people. Um, but all... They all hate Nazis. So there's one who's like, there's a couple who are like straight Holocaust survivors, like old Jews. Um, then there's like this this badass uh, like nun who's just like she's not hot, but like I don't know, dude. Like if you watch it and if like it, if anybody's seen it and they're listening to me right now, they're like, yo, she's not hot at all. But uh, just give me a chance. All right, just watch it and like give her a chance. There's something about her that like you just. I don't know. You like, like. Yeah. But um, then there's this like black chick with an afro. Like I don't know what the fuck she has to do with it. but So it's pretty much just, just this vigilante group of like misfits kind of. But they're headed by this like rich ass Jew who just is like he has like this whole secret layer. And they're like they're like low key superheroes. Like they map they track down all these Nazis. Who, who were taken over during Operation Paperclip and find them, whether they're just living a normal life out in Alabama, like on the grill, or they're, um, or they're in NASA, because some of them are in NASA in the show. And they have to track down all these people, and they just, like, they straight just mark them. So they Hold find, on. like, so they'll, this find, entire like sh- they'll find, like, an 80-year-old guy and, like, confirmed that it's, like, Franz Gutler or, like, whatever fucking German name, like, he has. Yeah. And they fucking cap, like, the 80-year-old man and, like, tell him who they are and what they're doing. And um, and then they fucking Wait, that's cap that's sick. I would like totally watch that. Watch it, dude. It's called totally Hunters on Amazon Prime. It's uh, Al Pacino's, like, the main character. Okay. He's, he's, like, the old OG Jew who's, like, running shit. And it has a lot of crazy twists and turns that, um, that like you won't expect. But the opening scene, um, I won't tell you. Nah, I I won't tell you anything. But just the opening scene is just like it's like five minutes long, and it'll have you like, holy fuck, this is about to be insane. Okay, dude, wait, that's crazy though. I mean, the overlying point is that this entire show is based on an Operation Paperclip. Like, yeah. they probably try to make it seem like this is a fictional thing. Or, I mean, they probably don't actively try, but you think that going in if you don't know about Operation Paperclip. You're like, oh, this is sick. Like, like oh, this like is, like, if, a cool if, idea. Like, what, right, if, there were, like what if, if there were Nazis in our country? Right. It's like, yo, dude, <laughs> right. wake up, bro. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you have – you better read up because, um, yeah, that is cool. 
but um yeah highly recommend hunters on amazon prime it's very good show um and like i said there's a lot of crazy twists and turns um they've been uh confirmed for for a second season but once you see how it ends you're going to be like how are they going to do this because it's pretty pretty wild ending um all right so next this is um i think yeah it's definitely the most fucked up if not it's a it's it's pretty pretty similar to mk ultra in terms of what they were doing but um this straight i mean this is just probably the most racist shit that i mean i don't know if you can say it's the most racist shit but it's like it's not it's probably not as racist as like when they were like spraying black people with fire hoses like not as fucked up in that way but when you get down to actually what they were doing and how they could have saved people but they didn't i think this is more fucked up and uh we'll get into it so this is called the tuskegee experiment um and it took place in macon county alabama from uh, 1932 to 1972 is when it went public and they had to shut it down because of, like, a, I know a reporter put out some thing in the newspaper, some sort of journal, uh, kind of detailing what they had been doing over the past 40 years. And um, once it went public, that's when they, that's when they shut it down. But, uh, so Macon County, Alabama, it was one of the most disadvantaged places in the u.s um large population of poor and illiterate african americans um and this is like like peak apartheid times so i mean being being a black american at this time was hard enough but from what i've read in macon county it was like honestly like one of the shittiest places you could have led or lived um super high level of uh disease um, especially syphilis, which is kind of the main, the main disease that this focuses on. Um, so it's said that they were like most of the people here were um, were sharecroppers, which is pretty much like you, you know what you I, I I'll I'll say it anyway. I don't actually. Yeah, I didn't know what it was. Um, it's pretty much like it's like renting a farm pretty much so like you have like like you're like there's a land a landowner and they allow a tenant to use the land and they pay with crops okay so does that make sense mm -hmm. so like you have a farm i rent a farm from you and instead of paying you cash rent i pay you like 500 bushels of corn every harvest or whatever uh-huh so um, most of these guys were sharecroppers, so pretty much what this means is I'm sure a lot of rich white dudes owned the farms, and they they gave pieces of the farms to the poor, hardworking black guys, and they'd have to be out there all day fucking working on the farm, and they'd probably end up giving a large percentage, if not majority, of their crops right back to the white man. Um so, I mean, just as an example of uh, kind of the mistreatment of black Americans in Macon County, um, they spent an average of $65 on white students per year, the public schools did, and less than $7 a year on black students. 
So like it's I mean it's crazy just like reading these statistics in the time that we live in now. It's like how right. did people like not say like yo you like you can't do this. Right. Like how is like, this, this ever like $7 okay. to 65 like you can't like that you can't do that. Like I don't care yeah. who they are. But I guess it's just a different time and people It's crazy. People thought differently, dude. It's it's scary shit that people like were okay with like our grandparents were okay with this shit. Yeah. I mean, and like, I mean, even if you were not okay with it, you were in the minority for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think like, I don't think like, I feel like what, what year do you think people like actually like majority of white Americans thought that like black Americans were equal? Dude, dude, maybe that, like such a good question. I dude, it might be like the eighties or something. I was, like I was going to say <laughs> 60s at the earliest is what I was thinking, like giving humanity know, the benefit of the doubt. I think during civil rights, a lot of people are still racist and pissed. Right. But I always think that because like the civil rights movement, I mean, it worked. It it was successful. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so but I'm it, like, yeah. oh, did but that, just is that what changed people's minds? Maybe, maybe not. Because there's obviously still racism, racism today, and so that means there was way more racism a couple decades ago. But well, dude, like it's like you'll even see videos of like grandparents on the internet, like just like like you know that now they're just like sweet old like sweet old lady, but they'll say some shit about like like them colored folk or just like say some like weird shit that's right. like out of line that you can't say. And like you just realize, you're like, yo, like back in the day, like, like, Grant, Granny probably didn't like the black people like, like as much as she acts like she does now. Like a lot of these people are probably just faking it because like they realize like everybody else is isn't racist, so they gotta like tone it down. It's not even like they're racist now. It's like it's more just like you could see at their core, like that's what they were brought up on. Like the, yeah, like it wasn't like that's their a conscious choice. It, yeah. Like, yeah, it was just that's what it was back when they were growing up and becoming a person. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so to continue, uh, pretty much what the United States Public Health Services did, and and why I emphasize that this was the U.S. Public Health Services. This isn't like the CIA or the FBI or like something in like the federal government that's just like doing some tests and like the sketchy shit that you kind of expect them to do even though they're not supposed to this is the united states public health services so like their core like uh mission is to like protect the public health and just like yeah that's it protect like public health and like monitor it and fix it Whatever. Right. Right. So pretty much what what they ended up doing is they came in and studied hundreds of black men in Macon County with syphilis. And um pretty much what they do what they did is they went in there, they they even convinced local physicians not to treat these men. Um so I don't know how exactly they went about that, but uh like any any reports or documentary or anything you look up uh highlights that they went in and they convinced like local doctors hospitals whoever uh like if any of these people come in like seeking treatment don't give it to them like we're we're doing that 
And meanwhile, um, what what they were what they were doing pretty much the whole time was uh, giving all these men placebo effects, uh, like or placebos. So whether it was aspirin or just like a sugar pill or something just that wouldn't do anything. Um, and by, I think, 19... So this started in 1932. I'm pretty sure by 1937, they had a, uh, like, standardized, uh, obviously not vaccine, but, like, treatment. I don't know. I can't think of the uh, the specific drug that they use. But I think it was by 37 that they, that they had, um, like, a, a general... I don't know if standardized is the right word I'm looking for, but they pretty much had a drug that at that point for U.S. doctors and physicians, like that's what they would use for syphilis. And uh, they they just continued to use uh, placebos, and they pretty much just documented um, like the, the syphilis cases from stage one to four and just let these hundreds of black men uh, just die so they could kind of watch what would happen instead of help. So, so the goal was to just like study the disease and like the effects it had on people. And by doing that, they purposely let it run its course is what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, so. they, yeah, I mean, they took a bunch of po- poor black guys who had syphilis and, said that they were going to help them out. They came with the U.S. Public Health and Services. So, like, why why would anyone question that? Be like, oh, thank fuck. Like, the federal yeah. government is here to help me. Like, if anybody mm-hmm. can do it, it's them. I'm poor. Like, I don't have money for any of this shit. Like, this is a fucking blessing. Thank God. And then they, they give them all these fake fucking pills that do nothing. And just over time, they their conditions worsen and worsen and worsen. And they die and And this um, county like you said this county was purposely selected like obviously yeah um the other thing that's kind of not ironic but just fucked okay so the drug that i was talking about it was penicillin i kind of thought it was but i didn't want to say that um so penicillin became like the recommended treatment for syphilis um, by 1947, so not 3747. Um, but even after that, that was the recommended treatment, they were still just giving them the placebo. So there's no sort of defense that you could say, though, well, they didn't know what to give them. Um, cause even after they did, they didn't. Um, but what I was going to say is that the research was done at, it's now called, um, well, it was called the Tuskegee Institute then. Now it's called Tuskegee University, but it was a school founded, uh, by, uh, uh, it was founded in 1881, and Booker T. Washington was the first teacher. So, like, it's just... It's, right. I mean, obviously, it's a school in the South, so, like, it's not really that, like... It, it makes sense why that's... Like, why that is that, but... It's just... It's fucked up that, like... Like, this was the first school, like, that you had Booker T. Washington teaching at, and then, like, when you fast-forward... Like probably the hopes that he had, and then to fast forward and see in the 30s through the what 70s, 70s, 
30s through 70s, they were using uh, black Americans pretty much as guinea pigs and just throwing their lives away. Yep. More blatant racism and unethical racism at that, if there is such a thing as ethical racism. This was certainly the bottom of ethics. Well, there there is ethical racism. It's shit like... um, uh, (laughs) What's the shit where uh, they give, uh, like, schooling... Not schooling, but, like, scholarships to... Do, like, oh, yeah, yeah, color. yeah. What's it called? I mean, that's just what it is. It's just like a, it's a scholarship. It's, like rever- it's reverse racism to like counter like the main racism of white. Right. But like right. by like definition, they- it's uh, what the fuck is this shit called? Um, affirmative action. Oh, yeah. It's uh, affirmative action by definition is racist, but it's good racism. So like, <laughs> right. It's, I mean, it's reparations. It's. In a yeah. way, especially a with way. the scholarship, because that's financial. So that's definitely reparations. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tuskegee experiment fucked, confirmed. 10 out of 10 as well. And um, for this one, I haven't seen any uh, references in TV or anything, but there are multiple um, very good documentaries. And, uh, yeah things uh, i think history channel did one um and then obviously it's 2020 so just hop on youtube and type in tuskegee experiment and you'll find a ton of videos just detailing all the and spe- specifically with this one it's kind of like if they didn't teach us about the tulsa massacre like they weren't going to teach you about this like oh yeah yeah well yeah so. i don't think they'd ever teach i don't think they'd ever like publicly teach this because this is U.S. Public Health Services, like just straight, right. not doing right. the job, doing the completely job actually, right. and completely connected to the government, like a direct branch, essentially. Yes, so there's no getting around that. Um, All right, this last one. Yeah, so this last one, it's not as much something that the government did per se, but it's. Um, it's a document that was released by the FBI. Um, I'm going to look up when it was released because I'm pretty sure it was pretty recently because I hadn't heard about this until a couple months ago. Um, uh, well, here, can you look it up and I'll just start getting into it. Just see when, just look up like when... Were Nikolai Nikola Tesla FBI documents declassified or something like that? Um, not super important, but I just wanted to know. Um, so pretty much, you can do this right now as you're looking or as you're listening. Um, just swipe up on your phone, go to the Google app, and type in Nikola N I K O L A Tesla FBI. And hit enter. So these were declassified completely under the Freedom of Information Act in 2016. Yeah, dude. Four Freedom years ago. Freedom of Information Act was like so cash, but then, <laughs> but then there's like the Patriot Act, which just kind of fucks everything. Right. Um, <laughs> complete counter. Yeah, yeah. Complete counter. They're like, well, we have to keep this because terrorism. 
Um, we want you guys so, to know yes. everything, but we don't want you guys to know everything is what yes. they said. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, like I said, look up Nikolai Tesla, Nikola Tesla FBI. You might have put Venus in there, but let's see. Nope. All right. So literally Nikola Tesla FBI. First thing, vault.fbi.gov. Give it a click. And it's going to bring you up to like a 64-page document called the Interplanetary Session Newsletter. Pretty cool name. Don't know what it means, but <laughs> Interplanetary Session? Like, okay. That um, automatically hooks you. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so this, is, this newsletter is dated May 1st, 1956. And... Um, I mean, the very top of the document says, uh, "We have not issued any. We have not issued a newsletter since May first, nineteen fifty-six, because we have had no space news which we consider authentic." What space news were they getting, like in fifty-seven? <laughs> yeah. Wait, hold on. What? First of all, like if you told someone right, we now, didn't go to the moon till like like what sixty-nine or something. 65? Yeah, I think sixty-nine. Um, sixty-nine for sure. But yeah, that is funny. Like to to think like we were receiving space news, but it wasn't like important enough or like hardcore proven enough. And <laughs> because they were just we like, had no space news, which we could consider authentic. So they were getting like misinformation from space, <laughs> right? They were like getting stuff, and then like the aliens would Fake be like, news. "Oh wait, never mind, never mind." And then they'd be like, "Oh fuck." Fuck, we were just about to tell our people that. No, 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 scratch, <laughs> scratch yeah. that, scratch that. Yo, hold um, off on that. It's not authentic. But who is Nikola Tesla for those who maybe don't know? All right. Um, well, Nikola Tesla was an inventor, to say the least. He was popular for um, many things. Such, so, like, he, he kind of theorized, um, uh, like, the whole free energy thing. So Edison had, like, power lines and all that shit and i tesla i know he like he created uh i think the tesla coil is what it was and it pretty much like harnessed electricity from the earth and it was free electricity and like this is how he envisioned the future of power and um obviously we don't have free energy now so i think probably what happened is that he came up with this and Edison had his shit, and they looked at the two, and they said, well, one's free. And right. one could one's get us profitable. Like trillions of trillions over the years, like over the next thousand years. So we'll probably yeah. go with this one. Um, but I know he also was the first dude to create, uh, like, what, AC current, like alternating current. I think he was... He was the first dude to to coin that, and then um, they also go into uh, I don't want to I don't want to miss miss say it, but he had, I know I'm pretty sure it's in this document that I read it. Um, he he had some sort of invention that he was working on, but he never finished it. And I think they say that it was finished by other people after he died. Um, 
but it was some sort of like communication device to like communicate with aliens essentially like it was like a, a space communication device so um you can look into that cuz i don't have the uh, specific details on that but pretty much what the what the main thing to highlight from this is because it's it's 60 64 pages of um declassified stuff information um yeah some of it's kind of just reading and it's like okay like this is just this is nothing but um i mean it it just has all sorts of weird shit in it um it, it it talks a lot about flying saucers it says uh this letter will not reach you in time to sight flying saucers over new york on the night of june 13th from 10 p.m to 1 p.m but there will again be full-scale operations of flying saucers over all American areas on July 1st. This will be in three phases as follows. New York areas, July 1st, 9 a.m. Washington, D.C. areas at 9.25 a.m. General North American areas after 9.25 a.m. Central America. Okay, so it like goes into like where all these UFOs will be. Um, And then, like, it goes down in descent, in talking about this guy, George King. Um, it says, George King is considered the best telepathic contact uh, which the space people have, although George Van Tassel is the finest we have in America. So I guess there's two Georges. Like I said, if you want to look into this shit, it's very thorough. There's a lot of information in here. Um but pretty much what I was, what the main part of this is, in, um, and this is on the FBI website, like I said. So, whether you think it's it's real or not, it's it's at the very least it's interesting that the FBI had this and and held on to it for so many years and had it classified for so many years. Um, so this this paragraph is 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 pretty much key. I will. Um, I'm just going to read it all. Um, so it says, Margaret Storm has been assigned to certain work with the space people as follows. She is writing a book, Return of the Dove, a story of the life of Nikola Tesla, scientist, and, part, and the part his inventions will play in the new age. Much of the data for this book has been supplied to Mrs. Storm through the transcripts received on Tesla's set. A radio-type machine invented by Tesla in 1938 for interplanetary communication. Yeah, so that's what I was talking about earlier. Um, Tesla died in 1943, and his engineers did not build the Tesla set until after his death. So I guess this communication device is called a Tesla set. Um, it was placed in operation in 1950, and since that time, and this is what's underlined, the Tesla engineers have been in close touch with spaceships. The space people have visited the Tesla engineers many times and have told us that Tesla was a Venusian, so someone from Venus, brought to this planet as a baby in 1856 and left with Mr. and Mrs. Tesla in a remote mountain province in what is now Yugoslavia. So this is literally an FBI document just straight telling us that Tesla was, I mean, okay, first of all, before you even read any of this, there's countless people who at that time and even now said Tesla was like 500 to 1,000 years ahead of his time in technology. 
Mm-hmm. And now this shit comes out that that Tesla it says he was from Venus. What the fuck is <laughs> Venusian? <laughs> right. Like, like brought to this planet on. as a baby. Like it said they're in they're in close contact with these spaceships and the space pe- they keep calling them the space people. Like this is crazy shit, bro. And like this isn't this isn't uh, uh ancient aliens. This isn't fucking Twitter. This isn't TikTok. This is none of that shit. This is FBI.gov. You can look it up for yourself right now. It's this is literally the bottom of the second page and it's underlined. You can't miss it. So what like what the fuck is going on? I mean, what the fuck is going on is that I mean, that that's another thing though. Is this document right? It's just like it adds the list. Like there's so many viable, incredible sources that have confirmed aliens and just like contact with people from space, contact with um, you know, other beings in the universe. So Honestly, like, this doesn't shock people like us, really. Like, the only shocking part is that it's an FBI official document. Yes. Yes. But for people that, you know, most people, I'm sure, don't believe in aliens or don't see a reason why they would, like, how does this not at least open your eyes? Like, we'll keep repeating it. This is the FBI, the United States government, declassifying a document. Like, if this was never classified, I'd be like, all right, like, they, I don't know, like, maybe they just, like, sat on it because, like, it was, I don't know, they just kept every bit of information they could get on Tesla, like, no matter what it was. But the fact that they had this classified for so many years, and then they declassify in 2016, followed by, like, those releases of the the navy videos uh one of them was from 2004 the the uh commander david fravor who was on uh the joe rogan experience he's a uh, navy pilot who has the videos from i think it was 2016 um it might have been earlier it might have been released in 2016 but uh it was him chasing around this tic tac shaped ufo making crazy fucking movements and then recently, like in, in June or something, um, it was it was kind of on social media, but it was never it was never kind of like a huge story because of Corona and the riots and NBA and NFL and like everything that happened this summer that people are focused on. They decided like, all right, we'll just chef out this declassified shit that literally says that we have like ancient uh, we have. I'm pretty sure it said that we have we have multiple UFOs and like uh, one of them, if not multiple of them, are like over a thousand years old or something fucked like that. So like Which, they're kind of this is all if you're if you're into this alien shit. Excuse me. Um, if you're into this alien shit and like you look into it at all, <clears throat> a lot of the I hate using this because it's a bullshit job, but. The ancient astronaut theorists and like the the ufologists and all those dicks, a lot of them have said for decades now that when the government releases this shit, they're kind of just they're gonna give you little little spoonfuls just to get you kind of acclimated Ready. and realize right. what's going on. And then eventually they're either just going to dump a ton of information at us, 
not that they already haven't because the shit that they have released is huge but um i mean this is going down a, a whole different road but a lot of people theorize that um and i, I think even uh, i think it was reagan maybe uh said something about this his quote's pretty much like, imagine how small all of our problems would be if we had a problem from out of this world. And uh, pretty much like what that is like referencing is that we have the means to fake an alien attack, probably. Like, we probably have some crazy holograms and shit. If not, we could just fly some UFOs around and like say that it's aliens. Um, but like, if the the powers that be ever wanted not world peace but like world co cooperation bring aliens into it and it's over right it would unify everyone is like the main like, thing yeah, do you think anybody would like give a fuck about like dude honestly right. like they like the fucking israelis and palestinians might stop fighting if there was like a convincing <laughs> alien invasion oh Dude, hundred percent. Like, and but the even thing like, is, think if you're of like super religious, you probably think it's Satan or something. Yeah, so then you want it more. <laughs> Counteract, but I mean, in terms of America, like, like these issues with like racism right now, like they they would just like literally just cease to exist. Like, if there was like a serious simulated yeah, do you think, alien like, anybody threat, anybody would like. Yeah, like nobody would care about black, white. Asian, Mexican, like anything, like, be like, dude, we have aliens we have to worry about right now. Well, and to go back to on what you said before, like, this is a whole other thing, but like the the coincidence. Well, I'll call it a coincidence. You don't have to believe that this is a coincidence, but just like these like racial, extreme racial tensions happening right now, combined with the coronavirus, combined with like all these other problems, like. And then they just so happen in the midst of it to just like drop this like massive information that they know we won't oh. take as seriously because there's much more bigger problems on the forefront. Well, no, I'm with problems, you 100. Quote unquote. There, uh, I mean, I guess this is still staying in government fuckery, but this is more just theory now. Um, right. Yeah, I think. I mean, I know that the the government controls the media and the media controls like what we think is a problem. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, all, I mean, most of 2020 has been like about race and racism. Yeah. And like well, whether politics, it's, like, well, yeah, but like this, like, I don't like no year since we've been alive has been like this crazy with like race shit and like protests, riots, just like division and like I don't know. It's just it's a crazy time that we're in right now. But pretty much what I was saying is that I mean, we know that the the government controls the media, so I mean, I, I'm trying to say this without sounding like racist or insensitive, but they like they can easily just like make us like, OK, just listen to what I say and just realize where I'm coming from. They can like they can blow up like all this George Floyd stuff and like make it so much bigger of a story like they control how big a story is because like the news can just run George Floyd shit for months. Or the same situation can happen and they can just like actually not even highlight it so nobody knows it happened. 
So it's all about like the media can just choose what to focus on and they can just ride that wave for as long as they want. So I want to bring up something. And again, now we're getting really teetering some lines here, but I really don't give a fuck because like this is our podcast and like that's the point. But George Floyd, that was obvious racism. Obviously, he should not be dead, blah, blah, blah. How much have they talked about Breonna Taylor? Because I'm going to come forward and say, before I talk about it anymore, I am not racist. I support Black Lives Matter. Um, And obviously, I just don't want racism to be a thing. But, like, Breonna Taylor is the second biggest name, if not the first, like, overtaking George Floyd. Maybe. That's backing all this stuff. And it's like, if anyone were to read the facts of the case... It is not racist. It is so not racist, it hurts. It is completely logical, the events that took place that day. Should she be dead? No. Exactly. But to say it was a racist act and to say like she should be the face of like Black Lives Matter and like anti-racism, all this stuff, it's just like, how long have they been dragging this on? It's still on the news because like, they're still just beating it to death. And it's like, it's, all you it's see the perfect example. Too. It's the perfect example of them just trying to drag this on. And it's like, who knows if the government's controlling it. I won't theorize about that. But it's like, it's the perfect example. Anyone, if you want to get to the bottom of the Breonna Taylor case, look it up. And if you still think it's racist, I don't know what to tell you. I agree. And I'm glad you said that because like most people don't really look into it. And they just like watch like a... a three-minute video on MSNBC about how the cops are racist and they walked in and shot a black chick who was sleeping or whatever. And, like, when once you realize, like, it's just what not happened. True. Okay, and like you said, and I want to highlight on this as well, she did not deserve to die. But at the same time, she... It was wrong place, wrong time, really. And it was her boyfriend doing the wrong shit. But... Right. Also, the cops the cops did what they legally were supposed to do. Now, the argument that I can accept and will accept is that no-knock warrants shouldn't be a thing. 100%. 100%. That's that and, but again, not that's be a not thing because in America, we have our second amendment rights. And if somebody barges into your house, you have the right to shoot them immediately. You have the right yeah. to take their life immediately because they're on your property and you don't know who they are. So, like, for cops and, like, for people to be all surprised, like, when you have a no-knock warrant and you break in and, like, just... And, you and get someone shot dies. And, like, yeah. Bullets, like, yeah, like, what do you expect, dude? It's America. Right. Like, there's more guns than people in this country. So, like, why the fuck would you expect that you can walk into any house and not get shot immediately? But... Dude. I mean, that's not racist. That's the thing. Right. Like a no knock warrant is not race. Like there's no no. race involved with a no knock warrant. Like they happen to be black. Like, so, um, and I think the reports even said that they did knock. Um, but that was like one of the the neighbors, but whether they did or not, right. Let's give them the benefit of there is that. Yeah. Okay. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say that there was no knock. Okay, even if there wasn't a knock, still they still did racist, what they were supposed bro. to do. It's still not racist. That's what I'm yeah, saying. So, like, like, you can't blame the officers, and, like, everyone wants these officers arrested and shit. You can't blame the officers for following the law. Mm-hmm. Okay, go after 
go after the the system that implements those laws and change those laws. Don't go after the people who are enforcing what is legal. It's and that's that's literally the bottom that. line. And that's you know I don't want to ramble any more about this, but I cannot further. Not even that I'm supporting the cops. Obviously, I wish Breonna Taylor was alive. But it's like the NBA season. Like all it was is like Breonna Taylor. Like we're doing this for Breonna Taylor, and it's like. It doesn't make any sense. It it doesn't make sense. Like I wonder if LeBron James knows what happened. No, dude. I during lost the so ki- much like. Respect. Does he know what happened? I lost so much respect for LeBron, dude. He's just a straight pawn. He's a pawn of the media, and he does not like. I'll say I don't think he gives a fuck about black people, really, dude. Because if you watch the interview with the guy asking him about like Malcolm X. Because he was reading the Malcolm X book, right? Dude, he wasn't it is reading the, the funniest X shit, bro. bro. Like it, it is, it is textbook. When like a teacher asks you in right, grade, dude, the- like what was the chapter about? And he's like, yeah, like, like he was just like a good man, and like, and like if he was alive today, like I'd really just want to sit down with them. Like it's just the most like it's basic shit, bro. That like is so obvious that he read two pages, and that like. You have time, dude. Like, don't act like you're this the social justice well, warrior and you're fighting for all these black people. Like, when you don't even like you, you're bullshitting about like uh, about shit that you don't even know about. Well, not even that he had time. It's like think about the platform and the power that LeBron James has. Yes. So for him to be, even if you read the book, that's still embarrassing. Like, if you really cared about black lives, the impact he could make solely by himself. Like, as LeBron James. Like, don't read a fucking book, bro. Don't even pretend to read the book on top of that. It was just, like, so obvious that that was just a publicity stunt. And that, like, he just wanted to be seen with that book. It was embarrassing. And then, because, like, because of the times, like, LeBron gets seen with this book. And he's, like, oh, my, like, oh. Like, LeBron's, like, learning and, like, becoming, like, a better person. <laughs> and then, like, the fucking, like, one of the one of the reporters is like, yo, like, LeBron, like, so what do you think about, like, the Malcolm X, like, book? And he's like, dude, yo, like, I just started it, <laughs> but, like, I really wish I could just, like, sit down with this man if he was alive today. It's like, like, okay, like, th- like that's it? Like, <laughs> I really hope that that reporter was, like, with us, like, right now. Like on our, oh. I'm saying like mentally, like they were think they asked no, the question on purpose because he knew like this is such bold. Like he saw LeBron bullshit. walk out with the book. He's like, oh come right. on, he's like, dude. come no on, no chance you're reading that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, come on, that would be hilarious. His instant reaction, he sees the book and LeBron like holding it in a way that you can see the title. Like you can, <laughs> he's you like, can see the title. He just rolls his eyes. He's like, oh god, here come we on, go. Bro. He's like, I'm about to but checkmate yeah. LeBron James. LeBron yeah. lost a lot of respect after that. Well, I mean, the racist people, like, they're using it as, like, a full uh, I mean, the thing. racist people another... jumped on it. They're like, fuck LeBron, fuck the NBA. And that's another but... thing. Like, as I'm pissed at LeBron as a non-racist because he's just, like, fueling the fight. Like, he's giving more of a reason for racist people to support the thoughts that they do. Like, you're embarrassing the Black Lives Matter thing. Like, you're literally, like, tarnishing it. Like... For, I don't know how, but LeBron kind of just became, like, the face of Black Lives Matter. It's because he fucking... Well, I mean, the NBA, like, took it on as much as any sport. NBA, um, no, more than any, for sure. 
Yeah. And and like you said, this is the most racial tension year of our lifetime. So it's like I think just like the combination of all that, he's the face of the NBA. Sports were a huge part of coming back from COVID and they came forward and said, We want this to be about Black Lives Matter. So it was just like LeBron's the face of the NBA. The NBA is the face of Black Lives Matter right now. Boom. Dude, like, but again, I feel like, like you could fucking pull like Gordon Hayward out, and like he could just like rattle off like everything about Malcolm X, and then they pull oh. LeBron out there, and like he just chokes in front of everybody and makes himself look like a clown. Yeah. Um, so again, I am very glad we just said that on the podcast. I've been wanting to get that off my chest for a while, and I if am you too, take dude. away I'm from this, that we see eye to eye on that because like. I mean, we're at a time like where a lot of things you can't say, like, I mean, you can say whatever the fuck you want, but a lot of things, if you say them and they're not in line with like leftist views, you're like automatically a racist piece of shit. Yeah. It's like, it's a lot of facts over feelings or feelings over facts. Um, And you so know this about me. I'm. I'm it's like nice. probably one of it's the- nice when people do the research. That's the thing. It's not always even left or right. It's just like a lot of people just spew the shit that they hear like in two minute videos, and they're coming from mainstream media. And then like once you actually like just dude, take five minutes and look up the Brianna, Brianna Taylor case. Not yeah. not a not a video unless it's like a video from an independent person who's like actually breaking down the case. And literally five minutes, and you'll be like, holy shit. Like, they completely blew this out of proportion and made it look like something that it wasn't. Like, right. the uneducated person probably thinks Breonna Taylor was, like, laying on her couch when she got shot. That's I think that's what LeBron James thinks. Because <laughs> well, I, I heard that multiple times, that she was, like, sleeping on her couch or something. And, like, no, she was standing in the hallway. But, so the, when, the for, when the story first broke, this is what I envisioned. Like, without knowing the facts, obviously cops walk into her apartment she's sleeping pull out a gun popper yes <laughs> like and that's and that's and that's the, like what the, they the painted it to thing be is now if you ask probably 90 percent of americans that's what they think happened they still think that yeah yeah so um i mean you know me i'm probably one of the more left friends you have but i try uh, to I be think you're pretty, i think you're pr- i think you're more centered than other people because i have friends who are like trumpers and then I have people who, like, hate Trump. And, like, I know you don't like Trump, but I know you also, like, see all the fuckery with Biden. So I think, I think yeah, you're definitely a little more left, but uh, you're you're definitely at the middle there where you can see bullshit like that. And you don't just, like, ride the, the liberal wave of, like, all cops kill all black people and, like, this is what happens. Like, you realize that there's statistics and, and I mean, it, you got to go case by case. You can't just assume what happened. And that's kind of like, I mean, now I'm just getting into politics a little, but like, just be like an intelligent person. Like, why do you have to like, just, you know, fly around? Oh, Trump's mean. Like, I hate him. Oh, like Biden's an idiot. Like, I hate him. Like, they each have their opinions on like certain important issues. And like, you can agree with different people and stuff like this. It's just like, be smart. Don't just believe the media. I think that's actually like the main point is like people believe the media too much and watch too we much make, news yeah, and get I all mean, the information. The, yeah, we can make that the main point of the whole podcast is every, 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 everything that mainstream media or government tells you 
question. Now, right. I'm not saying everything they tell you, don't say that's bullshit. They're lying. This is all fake. And I'm not saying everything they say, okay, this is true. The government said it. What, like, obviously, it's true. Like fucking CNN, MSNBC, Fox, the government, they all said it. Every side and the government said it. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who right. says what. Everything you hear, take with a grain of salt. And then if you're going to use that ever as like a talking point or a debate point, make sure that you can back it up because right. half the shit that you think that you can use as a debate, you can't. Don't say, oh, blah, 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 blah. I heard it from NBC News. Like just that that automatically discredits you if you're talking to people like us. Like automatically we're like, okay, you're a moron. Like <laughs> go like, look the at this stuff. Is, like, the problem is probably like 90, per, not 90, I don't know. I don't know the percentage, but probably like 60, 70% of the shit that mainstream media says is 100% truthful. Yeah. But right. It's the it's the fact that that in this day and age there's really very there's no mainstream media that's just straight down the cock. They're all left or right or somewhat left or somewhat right, but none of them are right down the middle unless you go to some independent news sources where you have to go to YouTube or podcasts or whatever it is. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, like, it's it's weird how we got to this time because I don't think media was always like that where, like, you, there, like, it, the word news, there shouldn't, the word is news. <laughs> it's news. It happened. It's what's being reported. There right. shouldn't be sides because it's just fact. It should be all fact. That's what news There's, is. News is fact. Yeah. It's not opinion. It's nothing else. It's fact. So, like, how can there be, like, two sides of news if it's all supposed to be fact? It doesn't make sense. And, like, some people could argue, like, okay, ABC News, NBC News, CBS News. They have 30 minutes to tell the news, right? Like, you can't uh, – you clearly cannot just, like, spit everything at you in, in 30 minutes. But it's like you got to try like these people just don't even try like they're just giving you one side of the story and that's it. Same with Fox News, obviously. Um, it's also a lot of psychology tricks. Like I don't I don't watch I, I don't watch any news really unless it's um, like I watch the debates and stuff like that. But I, I don't really watch any news. The only new, the all the news I get is uh, is YouTube or just independent people. Um, right. But uh, fuck. I lost my train of thought. Yeah, maybe, maybe that'll be a future episode for sure that we just kind of further rant about this because not to say I think everyone should think the way I think. Everyone should be me, like all this stuff, but I do believe we are right. Like we're, you know, you shouldn't be us, but like we are saying things that make sense in comparison to everything else. Like our thoughts make the most sense. The thing is, I don't tell people to believe me. I tell people to do their own research. Right. It's like what, it's but that's how we because think. I'm I'm that confident in my research. Yep. That I can just be like, okay, don't don't believe me. Fine, don't believe me. If you think I'm lying, that's fine. Just please go do research and then come back to me and tell me what you think. Because most of the time you're going to come back and agree with me and say, holy shit, I need to uh, I need to stop believing all this shit and maybe look into. Right. Just look into it. Alternate news. 
Yep. Um, episode 23. Hit a lot. I loved this episode a lot. Um, this was a great episode. Hope, this is... Yeah. I love this one. This was a good one. Um, and I know, like, at the beginning of, of this whole tube station experience, um, we said that we're going to get into uh, conspiracies and shit. So this is kind of dipping our... Dipping, dipping your toes into it, getting you kind of into the the idea that um, that everything isn't what you, what it seems. I guess is, is how I could say it. And um, I mean, like we said, all these things are all real, uh, verifiable things. So as we move forward, we'll um, we'll still do interesting things like some of these projects and operations uh, of the government. Um, like what was the one you were talking about? Uh, Operation North Northwood. Operation Northwood. Just we're not going to say anything else. Just go look that up, and yeah, then we'll so see you guys like, in a future podcast. Because <laughs> right, there's a ton of like cool ones like this that are super like that are completely uh, real and like you can, it's all verifiable. And then, um, like in the future, we'll start to get into some of the some of the more crazy ones that have uh, surprisingly a lot of evidence to back them up but maybe aren't mainstream or maybe can't right. be 100 percent verified right um yeah whether it's i'm not i'm not big into the moon landing um yeah i don't know what to think it's i don't know but um I, i'm pretty sure we went there but i really don't know um and then there's things like 9-11, which, which we could get into. 9-11, sketchy. Right. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a liberal or conservative or whatever you are. Fucking 9-11 is sketchy. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's, there's tons of them. We can get into a lot of them throughout the, the upcoming episodes. But, uh, yeah, I like this one. This was, this was a fun one to do because I'm always uh, I'm interested in this stuff. So it's fun to talk about and inform people about so hopefully you enjoyed it. We, like we said, this is one of our favorite topics uh, on the Tube Station podcast. Or kind of conspiracies, government stuff like this. Um, follow us on Twitter at the Tube Station and Instagram at Tube Station Pod. And we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Yes, sir. Another round.